Welcome to Making Metric Easy, presented by Outlaw Technology. I'm Hans Dietrich. And I'm Bree Oaxaca. And each week, we speak with companies in the trenches of the seed to sale process. And today, we're super excited to have Kevin Gannon, Systems Manager of Besame out of Missouri. We also have Dave Eagleson, our CEO and founder here at Outlaw, joining in with us. Howdy. So, so welcome, Kevin. It's uh, great to speak with you. I know we just spoke. We speak a lot. It's nice to see you on here, and we've been working for a while, but for the people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get started in this industry? Who's Besame? What do you guys do? Whatever you want to tell us, we're all ears. Sure, yeah. Well, first, uh, thank you very much for having me. Got started in the industry a couple of years ago. I come from a service industry background, and you know, it's kind of COVID really ripped apart <laughs> that industry was looking for a change, found as a process-driven guy. Uh, my, my other half runs a cultivation and manufacturing facility here in the state and went to work for her for a little while and really enjoyed myself. Basically got involved in, in the metric side of it right away and the compliance, the frustrations that come with that. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, what led me to, uh, to you guys, actually. Uh, we had been recommended uh, by Chad Burchick, um, who's a grower in Colorado, uh, to give you guys a shout, and pretty much where where our our paths crossed, as it were, right? Yeah, I can't remember whether it was two years ago. What I don't remember the time. Just time in the cannabis industry. Well, everybody knows how weed affects time anyway. But time in the cannabis industry is hard to track. But it seems like we've been working together for a while. We've worked with you while you were working. With your better half, you got True. systems in there. Uh, we've helped you in other states. We've, you know, we've, and now we're working with you on some major integration projects for your POS. I know Bree has just been out there. When were you out there, Bree? Last week on Missouri, and you visited Kevin and, and one of their sites. That was probably about two or three weeks ago. Now, Kevin, um, yeah, long yeah. enough. Yeah, long enough, Hans, where all of the wonderful samples I got have been consumed. <laughs> When you first came to us, it was primarily for issues and pain points you were trying to solve in cultivation, particularly with the audits and harvests. What uh, what kind of how were you guys doing that before you automated with Outlaw? What what issues were you trying to solve? Oh man, it's like bringing up nightmares, right? Um, we <laughs> we would have uh, so for harvest, what we would do is we would have two computers. Uh, two laptops running side by side. One, we would just build out the CSV file format that that metric would accept, and would be entering, you know, your your twenty one digit, uh, you know, tag as you'd go, um, and then handwriting, cross referencing with a grid and a handwritten, uh, you know, six digit code for to represent that tag off the left hand side, so that if you missed anything, um, you know, throughout the harvest process. And then we would upload it from there. Um, I remember the first harvest that we did without Outlaw, it took two days. And it was easily one of the most painful experiences in the cannabis industry. I, I how many plants? That. Do you remember how many plants? I think it was, I was trying to remember that uh, when you asked, I think it was like 1,200, 1,300 plants. And every imaginable issue that you could have came up, but 
try sitting there and reading off 22 or 24 digit numbers, right? For hours and hours on end with people that are unbelievably talented cultivators and just amazing at their job, but they're not interested in the uh, compliance or or recording <laughs> features that, that are necessary now, you know, as we've moved to a legal market. So it was, yeah, that was, I, I could still remember sitting, sitting, you know, at a, at a six foot table with computers outstretched, just trying to keep track of it. Well, hopefully you only had to suffer through that one time, Kevin. It was one time. And then you guys came to the rescue. <laughs> well, what's amazing though, Kevin is, and you know, this is, and, and we can speak for our team is, the majority of the market still does it that way, right? We, we've got, we've been fortunate outlaw to get a lot of clients, obviously, but you know, it's a, just a, sm- a small amount in the relative scheme of things. It is kind of amazing from our vantage point of, uh, I don't know why they keep doing it. <laughs> it's it's painful. I, I honestly, I can't even imagine. You know, obviously my better half, you know, she she's still at that facility. Uh, I, I know that they're doing harvests now, you know, of the same size in two hours. Yeah, you know, you know it, it's uh, the time, labor, cleanliness, the savings is it's insane. I can't even imagine uh, having not used this moving forward. Have you worked with anything besides metric? I know you were, you know, I, I believe you were in like the brewing industry before this, right? Uh, they 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 have they don't have anything near the compliance regulation. No, no, yeah, there's no no, there's no. I, I've never had to deal with. Previously in the restaurant industry and, and, and the brewing industry, I never really had to do with compliance in this in this way. I mean, we'd have to send COAs out for, um, you know, different beers and whatnot, but but nothing like this. Tra- tracking and tracking in the cannabis industry is a, a whole different whole different world. So, Bree, when you yeah. went out to visit, um, you were looking primarily at how we could better a system now that we've integrated with the POS they're using, right? Are we doing training? Yeah. So, you know, Kevin's team, you know, using our tools, you know, used them in cultivation and they're using us at their processing facility um, to help track their metric package tags. And then, you know, now as we've moved down into dispensary, we're now tackling the problem of inventory and cycle counts in those facilities. So you guys, Kevin, I think total have five dispensaries. Correct. Yep. Yep. So uh, Besame is the, is the, dispensary branding that we are utilizing in the Kansas City area. Uh, we do have five stores and all five are now uh, operating with the the Outlaw tool for, for both Maverick and the package tool. But honestly, um, it's been a lifesaver. Um, it, it, it's really starting to change the way we're doing inventory and operating, you know, um, throughout the system. And and quite honestly, you guys uh, and and your willingness to integrate with trees, our POS system has been the reason why we're able to kind of move forward in this way. I know one of the big reasons you were looking for the automation tools is because you're preparing for a big project that's ongoing in Missouri now, the entertainment district. Are you able to talk about that with us at all? Sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, first in the country, uh, Smoky River Entertainment District, we uh, we have uh, some land and a concert venue um, that we have begun utilizing just outside of Kansas City in Liberty. It's a pretty large, pretty large space. 
had our first concert there this year on 420. We had uh, Wiz Khalifa, Burner, Joey Badass. Um, it was a pretty well attended show. We sh- we sold out at right around 8,500 tickets. Um, had Mike Tyson and Ric Flair there. It was uh, it was quite the day. But yeah, so we have delivery within the Kansas City kind of greater area through our dispensaries. With that and the ability to have the festival, which the state has um, said is is a, a an entity that we can have dual consumption, alcohol, you know, a, as well as cannabis, we are able to to deliver to the concert venue. With that, the the need to track those sales legally through the state, you know, seed sale tracking system for the state with metric is is uh, you can imagine the complexity of, <laughs> of those transactions and. Yeah, and so uh, utilizing utilizing Outlaw to kind of um, keep everything as it needs to be inventory wise has been has been a lifesaver. Now, is that facility up and running yet? I know you're just last we spoke. I remember it's still being developed. When is it going to be? I guess more the is the dual use already up and running, or is that coming? Dual use is up and running. We had the nice. Place, uh, yeah, we I didn't get my that. tickets, Kevin. I don't remember the tickets in the mail. Let's be honest. I'm telling all of you guys that you made it. Okay, you did. You did. All right. Just throw it out there, man. Free to go out to see you, though. Yes, that's true. That's true. We have uh, the Missouri Growers Cup is coming up here pretty soon. We're expecting next year's 420 Festival to be be probably about double the size that it was this year. There's going to be a lot of other other events that are coming, but currently, you know, we, we partnered with AEG for the first the first event, uh, which went really well. Um, you know, obviously I attended, <laughs> but it, it, it was very well attended and it, and it was a, it was a good time. You know, I've been to a lot of festivals over the years, all festivals come to problems. It was one of those experiences where I was surprised. It just really didn't have those issues that you would normally see. But then again, you know, when people get drunk, problems happen when people get high, yeah, you know, so much. You sell more food. <laughs> That's <laughs> fun. It's so funny you say that. I've got some friends that are actually policemen, and they say the exact same thing. If I've got someone who's been smoking, it's pretty cooperative, very calm. Everything's great. If I've got someone who's been drinking, you know, Katie, bar the door. <laughs> <laughs> Federalize. Let's ship some product over to Russia, too. Maybe they'll calm those guys down. Are you the only licensee in the entertainment district, or do you have a, are there others there as well, as best it may? There's no license specific on the property as much as the state has accepted that it's a um, a consumption zone. Via that, that means that people can consume their cannabis on the zone. So we don't have, let's say, like a, a license or a dispensary on the facility itself. Okay. But we can we can deliver to the the, the zone, um, you know, based on fixed locations, which. Which is, is useful, right? You know, people in the future, as we have larger concerts, will be able to send emails out to individuals. You'll be able to pre-order your your product. You'll be able to pick it up pre-show. Kind of saves a lot of people a lot of trouble, especially for larger larger shows, larger larger concerts. People will be able to travel in from out of state and kind of check one box without even having to worry about it. That's pretty interesting because it's always funny. I, I listen to people talk about consumption lounge. Now, granted, yours is a consumption area, 
But I mean, it's kind of, I always kind of scratch my head, like, how's it work? How's it monetized? But yours makes total sense to me. You're going to have restaurants, you're going to have bars, you're going to have a venue. So I could go there and make a full experience. I mean, it, you know, it's going to be more inclusive, right? I mean, it's not just come in and it's a smoking area. Exactly. Right. Yeah. You're not, you're not just sitting on a yeah. pulled out chair with a bunch of guys playing Dungeons and Dragons getting high. You know, <laughs> it's, it's a different Exactly. Experience. Although you know, too, though that's not the, bad either. Let's yeah, let's be honest. It's it's probably pretty fun. I, I mean, I was speaking to a gentleman the other day. He's in New York. They run. They're going to have a dispensary, and they're currently running delivery operations because their dispensary brick and mortar location is 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 under construction, and they've got approval already for a consumption lounge. And he's working with another gentleman who has a bowling alley who has got nice. approval from the state to be a consumption lounge there. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Put the Lebowski on in the corner or let's go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now, so when people were to fly in, I'm sorry, Brie, but people were to fly in and go to the venue, what would be some of the products uh, or strains of yours that you would recommend they order? We have the largest wet lab in the state. And, and I personally think that our rosin is just out of control. I have been, you know, the flavors and, and strains are kind of come and go because we're processing and they're selling out immediately. Uh, so if you look for the Smoky River Cannabis brand, that's going to be what you're going to want to go with. The butter and, and live rosin is, is pretty much where it's at. I would also recommend if you can, if you can find them, because quite honestly, they sell out so fast. I've only gotten my hands on one. We, we've got some infused pre-rolls that are heading out uh, recently as well that are both distilled or HD or live rosin infused, and they are absolute fire. I had a, I think it was a champagne uh, live rosin, and I wasn't able to spell my name after about five minutes. <laughs> wow. Now, Kevin, when did, when did Missouri go uh, adult use? Wasn't it February? It was February. Yep. That was or that, so that had to be. Yeah. Give us a little bit of how did that go? Because I live in the state of Maryland and we just went adult use on Saturday or the following the prior Saturday on the 1st of July. I've been watching that. That looks like it was pretty fun, quite honestly. Yeah. Uh, Missouri was interesting. You know, they always tell you it's going to be one day and you, you can almost guarantee that it's not going to be that day. So, you know, licensing had been granted. Everyone knew that we were going to be moving from a, a medical license to a comprehensive license to do both adult use as well as, as well as recreational or adult use as well as medical. And the intention had been for it to be on a Monday. And I believe the, the thought process behind that was, you know, let's put stress tests at the beginning of the week and allow it to roll through the week into the following weekend. Well, I was, you know, 6.30, I think in the morning, I got a call from, I can't even remember who called me. Someone called me and said, hey, you know, get a hold of Trees, uh, who, who operates our POS system, and, and tell them that they need to flip the switch today. The state just let us know we're going wrecked today. And that was, that was three days prior. And then they made the announcement, you know, uh, statewide. And quite honestly, most not most, but let's say half the dispensaries, I think, were, were ready to rock, and the other half had to wait just because the state had told them Monday was the go day. Mm -hmm. Well, at least it happened, right? It could be worse. 
Oh, poor poor Breeze in Virginia. They voted on League on making adult use, and the governor stopped it. So she's really in trouble. Oh man. Well, you know, you're you're still close to Maryland. Exactly. We yeah. I love a good road trip, you guys. Yeah, but I'm in Florida. I'm in, I'm down south in Florida, and this is only medical. So yeah, it's a that's, long drive anyplace else. That's the, you know, the monkey Paul deal you made, Hans, when you left the Northeast and know, moved to perpetual nice weather. So, if you'd stayed in Massachusetts, stayed in Massachusetts, I'd be. I don't know. I don't even know what's going up there now. Going on up there right now, probably flooded out or hurt. Who knows? Right now, it's, it's an interesting part of the world. So. No, they're they're crushing. They just announced uh, they, they had one hundred and fifty one million dollars in sales last month. I think. Oh, they're they're crushing it. Yeah, they're doing great up there. But, hey, I had uh, a question for you, Kevin. I was just trying to remember back from our earlier discussions. You had talked about using our handheld, our Desperado, and how quickly you did an audit. How many plants and how long did it take? There was some number in my head, and I may be Kevin, wrong. Kevin or is Kevin. a record holder. I swear he has. <laughs> yeah, to it was that was an adventure. I remember that. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. The the state uh, was coming to do an audit, and you know, we knew we were compliant, but we wanted to we wanted to prove that you could you could know exactly what was going on pretty quickly. I was able to audit the entire facility, so all four all four grow rooms, mom room, bedroom, and I want to say. I, if I remember correctly, it was like between 20 and 30 minutes. I want to say it was like 20, 20 minutes or something like that. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I was sweating. It was probably embarrassing, uh, you know, but it was, it was over 16,000 plants. Wow. Yeah. That is definitely, that is the record. Yeah. Yep. You get the title, Kevin. I'll take it. I'll take it. It was uh, a lot of, a lot of figure eights with the handheld running back and forth. Quite honestly, the state, is utilizing similar technology and at that time they hadn't really begun using it and when they came in they realized what what we were showing them especially when you know it was was a normal audit right they come in they ask you to you know hey we want to look for this plant we want to look for this plant can you give us the life cycle on this product and when they realized where i was pulling the data from and how quickly it was it was uh (laughs) the conversation actually quickly turned to kind of what our process was actually Instead of auditing us. <laughs> That's crazy. And we've seen that. In fact, Hans got a call from a, a cultivator. What was it? Uh, in Rhode Island? Rhode Island. Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. We're, they go ahead, Hans. come in, uh, an auditor, and she was like, yeah, you need to call Outlaw. He's <laughs> like, who's Outlaw? Well, I use them when I, I used to work at a grow facility in Massachusetts. Now she's a state auditor in Rhode Island. And they'll get you guys covered because, yeah, they, they, they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Rhode Island, Rhode Island just went to metric recently, so you know it's not really their fault. But uh, now, now they're now they're getting with the program. It's it's uh, God. Look, when you first start, those those yellow tags will be in your nightmares. But you know, after a little (laughs) while, you know, when you realize how easy it is to kind of utilize that gun, your life changes. Instead of writing down each number, writing down each weight, or touching each plant to make sure it's the right tag number, I mean, I I, I couldn't even imagine doing it any other way. You know, the the it's funny. So the biggest issue that we had was user error in handwriting down these numbers. Yep. 
I, I, I mean, I don't care who you are. You're human. You're trying to write down a couple thousand, 20 something digit numbers. You're going to make mistakes. I, it, it just, it's the way it works. And we had people on our team who were very upfront. Look, I'm, I'm dyslexic. It's like, okay, you're not in charge of writing anything down. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you, know? Uh, you know we have we have places on the team for you that, that you, you're still beyond useful Let, let's let's keep it going you know for, i remember we transposed one number and it took i can't remember exactly what the number was right you know whatever it was a couple of years ago but i remember thinking to myself had i not made that mistake i would have been done two hours ago <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's almost like a needle in a haystack. You know what I mean? You're like, where in the hell is that needle? Yeah, it's and let's be honest, it's also the best hot and cold game that you can have as an adult. It is, it is. Hey, well, you know, we call the segment "Making Metric Easy." What's your take on metric? Like I said, we've heard varying degrees from folks. I think the industry, from my perspective, and I'll just speak from talking to a lot of folks, is more and more people are understanding the necess- necessity of metric and also the function of metric. I think early on people were adversarial, but it's changed. What's your thought on it? You know, there there are things in it that are that are difficult or or sticking points. You know that I, I would have with it, but I I've come to really like it. Or I mean, as much as you can. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's the DMV of cannabis, right? That's what we refer to it as. Yeah, it, it's um, for instance, our base labs, our our manufacturing facility, we ha- we use Canix on top of it. But mechanics, yeah, they're great. But but metric in itself is, it's really nice in that it's clean and you know what you're going to get there, and it's very rigid, which is good and bad, right? You know, but yep. you're going to find what you're looking for if you know how to look for it. It's not going to give you all the all the ERP things that you want, you know, from mechanics or you know another another company. But it's a necessary evil, you know. And if you're coming from a market that's using like, let's say Biotrack or, you know, something different, I've assisted facilities in, you know, let's see here, like Michigan and Oklahoma, Mississippi, Missouri, they're all metric states. Yep. And the, the, the one place, you know, that we're, that, that I'm looking and, and working in right now in New York is, is a Biotrack state. And I've seen the inside of the program maybe for an hour and change. And I started just asking a few questions of the operator. And then the next thing they told me was that the state isn't even connected with Biotrack yet. And so I asked how they were submitting things to the state for, for, you know, consumption or for, you know, sales. And they said, they're literally just sending the state CSVs at this point. So. Wow. Yeah. You know, could be worse. Could be pigeons. Oh man. (laughs) Smoke signals. Well, like yeah, we've heard. Okay. We've heard. Yeah, we've heard the same. I mean, look. I mean, we 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 have a, a leaning towards metric because of the structure it brings, right? We, as you don't know, take advantage of the RFID tags, obviously. Now we can barcode scan as well, and we do in some instances where needed. But yeah, we find that when metrics roll down into a state, there's a structure or foundation, as I like to call it. Right? We're building a house on a foundation, but at least I know what the foundation is. I know what I'm dealing with, so it makes it a heck of a lot easier for a system like ours to basically talk to it, push things to it, uh, even update to it. So, um, yeah, we're, we're big well, fans. Well, let's face it, Dave, like, you know, we've talked about a bunch 
you know, you were instrumental in getting the RFID program going years ago at Walmart. And Walmart, as we know, doesn't do anything that doesn't make sense. And they've elected <laughs> to make everything tagged with RFID. Yeah. They're, they're doing uh, it. Yeah. You know, it works. So, you know, it, to do it just for compliance is one thing. But if the cultivators, the processors, the dispensaries use RFID for their inventory, for their auditing, just keeping track of their product, which is basically the same thing as money then they're smart and it makes sense and they're going to make more money in the long run. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, our MIP as well as all of our dispensaries are, are utilizing at this point, they're already, I think have the time that it takes to do inventory and, and produce those reports for the state as well as the kind of the, their weekly inventory. I mean, it, it wouldn't make sense not to use it. Yeah. What was the other thing? Missouri just, Threw another thing at you guys. Was it on 420? It was just recently where you had to also provide the API metric AP, metric API key on every <laughs> bud tender when they sold something. Uh, isn't that correct? What, or, yeah, they there's a reinterpretation of the rules and regs, which, you know, hey, it happens. They've decided that every, every record that you have within the seed to sell tracking system has to be reflected as the API user. So... Let's say you're, let's say you're using your Avala tool and you're going to move a package from your your safe to your fulfillment room. Um, you know, you take the package, scan the tag, move move the package from that room to that room. It has to say the individual's name who, who performed that. And uh, actually, your program has the ability to you know utilize that individual's metric. API key on the back end, so it'll reflect that. Um, but there are programs out there that that don't, and that that was a real problem for for a couple months as some development had has had to take place to kind of fulfill those needs and satisfy the state. And that's kind of the reality of the world, right? These the states are also getting educated; it's new to them as well. So we're always seeing slight nuances, changes. But yeah, I think it's how you react to it, right? I think we. We've worked really hard in our IT team. I'll take my hat off to them as far as the ability to quickly adjust. And I'll also throw kudos to you, Kevin, because you've given us a lot of ideas. You know, one of the things that make our tools effective is is people like yourself going, it'd really be nice if the button was on the other side or it'd really be good if you added this function. Look, for us, that's fuel, right? We need that information so that when we make things, it becomes even more and more intuitive. So I first I'll say on my behalf, thanks for for all your insights. No, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's made, your tools made our life a lot easier. Uh, Jesse, I mean, gosh, uh, when Bree came out and had this discussion about, about a few things that, you know, he was looking, he was looking for as functionality to be added. And then it was there literally the next week. <laughs> he was going to lose his mind. He's how is this there already? Yeah. Yeah, we do magic. I was going uh, Justin uh, Peterson, our CTO, definitely is a magician. We'll give him the kudos on that because, you know, he is very much, you know, because we built everything ground up. Literally, every piece of code, every line is is done by us. We didn't, add, you know, take third party products and build on top of it like Salesforce or something. That's not how we constructed it because that's the only way. That's the only way. Everything's done by us, but based on industry input, everything correct. based on what cultivators told us, processors, and now dispensaries told us. And Bree is really good at getting that across and bringing it back that's, to her. That's a fact. Yeah. Nah, let's be honest. You guys have some of the best support in the industry. I, I, I believe there was at one point a couple of years ago where I was mid-harvest 
losing my mind and you answered the phone from a beach. <laughs> it was Saturday. I mean, look, you know. Well, look, we also, but we also understand, honestly, you're mid-harvest. You have to get it done. Putting a support ticket that sits for weeks for you to get a response is unacceptable. Let's just be honest. Yeah, I mean, we would have been in serious trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, God, without that type of, uh, without that type of outreach and support, um, look, products are only as good as the as, as the people behind them agreed we'll get to see you soon i was going to tell you in october end of october we're going to be out at missouri west canatech show the 25th through the 27th so we'll be able to check out the uh, large smoking lounge you have nice yeah <laughs> yeah let us know if you got any events around that time we'll come out earlier and stay or stay later just so yeah, yeah, it's a Wednesday, Thursday, I think it's a Thursday, Friday event. So yeah, we'll Bree, the three people on this call, Bree and myself and Hans, we will definitely be there. Fair enough. Yeah, I think trying to, I am not sure, oh, it's in September. We have the uh, we have the Missouri Growers Cup in September 23rd at the Smoky River Entertainment District. Ooh, I might have to come out early. Give me a shout. <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> you know I will. All right. Yeah, Kevin, I wanted to ask you to share how people can get in touch with you or if they want delivery when they come down there. What are your social media handles? How, how do they get in t- touch with Besame? Absolutely. Uh, if you go to uh, BesameWellness.com, you're going to be able to um, basically shop and, and have delivery right from there. Um, you can also hit any of our stores. We have one in North Kansas City. We have one on Barry Road in Kansas City proper. We've got one in Smithville, Warrensburg, and Liberty. Uh, but we do deliver in, in the larger area there. Be on the lookout for Smoky River Cannabis Products, Sketchy, Smoky River Reserve. And we are on the St. Louis side as well. Uh, we're in, oh gosh, Green Relief, Green Light, Hay, uh, Mint, Bloom, Field Estate, Good Day Farms. There's a, there's a plethora of zones you can hit us up. Uh, for social media, uh, Best Way Fam I, on Instagram, Smoky River Entertainment District, and Smoky River Cannabis, all on Instagram. Best way to get a hold of us. Marie, you want to do the honors of asking the final question? I sure would. So, Kevin, our final question for you is, who is your favorite outlaw, be it fictional character, nonfiction, singer, actor, movie character? Man, you know, I'm going to go with Doc Holliday. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, especially Val Kilmer's portrayal. Tombstone's probably one of an old school favorite. Love it. <laughs> well, Kevin, thank you. Thank you so much for being here with us today. As always, we love talking with you and you're always giving us new ideas. Thank My you. pleasure, guys. Thank you. And I, will, I know we'll be talking with you soon. And we're looking forward to being out there again in October. To all of our listeners, thank you for joining us. You can download past episodes of our program by going to CannabisRadio.com or the Cannabis Radio app for iTunes and Google Play. You can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Thanks for listening and be well.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.